Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Da's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Da. In this revival service, we have been talking about the Holy Spirit. And if you notice, I read many scriptures. I'm the kind of teacher that I don't like to come up to give my own opinions, my own feelings. I like to stick with the Word of God. And I promised God many years ago that everything we do, everything we teach, we can quote the Bible. We need to stick with the Bible. We don't go by traditions, go by Thai culture, American culture, whatever, tradition, or even denominational culture. We want to stick with what the Word of God says. And that is the safest place in the world, is to stay with the Word of God. So my teaching style is to read many scriptures, not only that you can hear, because faith comes by hearing and hearing of the Word of God. Number two, you will see from the scripture that what we are teaching is not man's idea, but is from the scripture. The reason I have been teaching about the Holy Spirit, like today we continue about ministries of the Holy Spirit. One of the reasons, because the Holy Spirit is the third person in Trinity that has been ignored the most in the body of Christ. And if we ignore him, we miss a lot of good things on earth here. Number two, rare Christians really know the Holy Spirit. Very few Christians on earth have that intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because many times the church is talking about the Father, talking about Jesus, the Father, Jesus, the Father, and Jesus. But rarely talk about the Holy Spirit. And I know it's difficult to preach on Sunday because we have guests, we have people who don't know Jesus come there and they may not understand about the Holy Spirit. So we pick revival service to talk about the Holy Spirit. The third reason I want to talk about the Holy Spirit because Christianity is about relationship. It's not religion. It's about our relationship with God. We don't see the Father in heaven. And we will never see him until we have a new body, glorious body, when we go to heaven. With these eyes, we cannot see the Father. We will be melt in the glory of God in heaven. We never seen Jesus because he is on the right hand of the Father in heaven. How do we relate to God that is so far away from us in heaven? Thank God. He sent his Holy Spirit, God, to dwell in us, to fill us. God who created the heavens and the earth is living on the inside of every believer. Definitely, we have different levels and measures and degree of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. The Bible is clear that different Christians have different level and amount of the Holy Spirit, different level of anointing, different thickness of oil. If you are a wise Christian, you want more. You want more of the Holy Spirit. So, how we can have relationship with God 
We don't see God, Father in heaven. We don't see God, Jesus in heaven. But we can feel and we can relate to the Holy Spirit on earth here. So it's very important as Christian to really walk with the Holy Spirit every day. And the Holy Spirit is a person. He's God. And if you don't walk with the Holy Spirit, you just come to church either for social or for finding a job, finding a boyfriend or girlfriend, finding a spouse, socialize, because maybe you're lonely at home, you just come to church to hang out with people, and we have good food every other Sunday. Two days from now, we're going to have lunch, and one of my patients is going to show up, and I said, oh, we have lunch, could you please stay for lunch? Big eyes. Lunch? Ooh, good. And a lot of times, the nurses in the operating room say, what do you eat there today lunch? I say, this is leftover from our feast on Sunday after evening service. And they all say, oh, I'd like to join your church. Have feast every Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. They may come for food. But coming to church is not about food. It's not about just meeting friends. But it's about learning how to walk with the Spirit of God. That's why we need to look to the Scripture. How we can build relationship with the Holy Spirit. And how we can know the Holy Spirit. The fourth reason I need to talk about the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the person who brings everything that heaven has for us into this earthly planet here to manifest in our life and to make it happen on earth here. So if you don't know how to hook up with him, walk with him, you will miss a lot of the things from heaven because you ignore him all the time. He wants to hand you to something, you just ignore, you don't look at it, you never grab it because you never know him, you never grab good things from him. He wants to give you wisdom, you just ignore. Even during surgery, I listen to the Holy Spirit because He can give me direction and wisdom how to perform an operation. I have so many patients that come in and smile and suffer for 15 years, 20 years of pain. And all the doctors and surgeons say, no hope, no hope, no hope. Actually, today I just shared with one dentist. He has very bad neck. And he has pain all the time to the point that he may not be able to practice any longer. And I mentioned to him that one lady came to me with a symptom that textbook cannot explain. And the Lord told me, cut that off from her neck. The simple operation. And it's not in the textbook. It's not in the medical school. I performed that simple surgery. She woke up. The pain was gone. Her hand burning pain was gone. In One hour she woke up as a new woman because the Holy Spirit told me what to do. That's why it's so important that you need to know him and walk with him every single day. Amen? How many people like to walk like that? And that is the way Jesus walked on earth 2,000 years ago. He walked with the Holy Spirit 24-7 in intimacy. Amen? There are some English little words that the English Bible use, such as the word of or form. If you notice, any time that we receive something from God, the Bible uses the word of because every good thing comes from the good Father in heaven. The love of God, love belongs to God. 
you will never be able to love people in the right way. You may say, "I love pizza, I love steak," but that's not the love that we talk about. We talk about the love of God. When you receive love, you receive from God. Is the love of God? Is the power of God? Is the wisdom of God? Mean of the Father. We receive all the good things from the Father. Another word that we use in the English Bibles, the word "true," T H R O U G H. So the Bible always uses the word "true" with Jesus, true Jesus. Why? Because He is the mediator. He's the one who paid the price for us. So the good things from the Father come through Him, through His sacrifice, through His shed blood, through His death that we can receive from Him, through Him. He is the way, the life, and the truth. No one can come to the Father except through Jesus. When the Bible talk about the Holy Spirit, the Bible use the word by or in. I give you example. Galatians chapter five verse sixteen. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. This is a command of God in the Bible. We must live by the Spirit. By the Spirit. In Galatians chapter five verse twenty-five, the Bible say, "Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Keep the in step. He turn right, we turn right. He move forward, we move forward. Every step we move with him. We keep in step." With the Spirit, what does it mean by or in? It means two person become one and walk side by side together. So the Bible gives us the picture of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, and we need to really recognize Him, aware of Him, hook up to Him, and walk with. Him as one person together every day, twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week, by the Spirit. I do not walk into the operating room by myself. I walk into the operating room with the Holy Spirit, one with Him, and by Him, I move. I perform surgery. Amen. So that's why it's so important that we need to know the Holy Spirit. In the personal and very intimate way, how can you walk with somebody without knowing that person intimately? You need to know that person very well. This is why this series of teaching that we have been doing for two years already about the Holy Spirit, because I can preach every two or three months. I have not done yet; still a long way to go. It's very important if you want to learn more about the, how to walk with the Holy Spirit. Get this whole series. Listen again and again, because the whole series will. Educate you about the Holy Spirit, and the more you know Him, the more you are educated about Him, the more you can connect to Him. Because you need to know the person you walk with. Amen. Everyone say, to be one with, by the Spirit. Why is so important? Because the Bible say that the Holy Spirit is our helper. He helps us in everything. He helps in driving. He helps us in talking to our customer. He helps us how to deal with the situation or problem is in our life. He helps us how to invest money, how to buy a house. 
Whatever we can do, He helps us in everything. He's our helper. Amen. We need to learn how to hook up to the helper and depend on that helper all the time. Listen to Him all the time. Be led by Him all the time. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit—they are one, but they work separately in unity. The Father is in heaven. Give the command. Speak the word of blessing to us. Jesus is the channel that brought all the blessing to us. But the Holy Spirit make all the good things manifest or happen on earth in our life today. Everyone say the Father gives. The Lord Jesus is a channel. The Holy Spirit make it happen on earth here. That's why He is so important to all of us. Amen. When the supernatural healing comes, yes, God the Father give the healing, but the person who make the healing happen is the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's why we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Haggai chapter two verse five. This is what I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, and my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. Nehemiah chapter nine verse thirty-two. Now, therefore, O our God, the great, mighty, and awesome God, who keeps His covenant of love. Actually, I can read more scripture about the God of covenant. When we become a Christian, we make a covenant with God. Do you know that? What does it mean, covenant? It means a two person make a deal together, make a promise. You do this part, I do this part, and we're gonna keep our promise. Thirty-two years ago, I walked out on the aisle with Pastor Da in a Catholic church, and we got married. We make a promise and covenant in front of the Catholic priest. At that time, Pastor Da was a Catholic. I was a Buddhist, but we married in the Catholic church. The priest asked us to give a vow, the covenant that we're gonna stay together. For the rest of our life, and I keep that covenant. I make the promise. I will take care of her. She will take care of me. God, when we become a Christian, we make a covenant with God. What is the covenant? Our part is that I believe in Jesus. I repent of my sin. I will obey you, follow you, serve you all the days of my life. You are my God. You are my Lord. I turn away from my sin. I will obey your word. I will serve you and do whatever you are pleased with. But God make a covenant that when you, we keep that covenant, He will bless us, give good things to us, take care of us, protect us, heal us, and provide for us. He has thousands of promises in the Bible in that covenant that He will do to us as we keep our promise to Him as well. And the Bible said that He is a God of the covenant. How we can maintain the anointing and have the increase of the anointing and the work of the Holy Spirit in our life more and more. One of the key is to keep our covenant with God. It means that every single day you wake up, God, I commit to you. You are my God. I'm not going to betray you. I'm not going to love the world more than you. I will serve you. You may not know how many times I have been tempted to quit the ministry 
and go and live in Hawaii and have a good time and say maybe this church can be taken care by Pastor Sisa now. Maybe I should be retired. Maybe this church can be taken care by Pastor Tyson. I think they are they can handle this. I should be retired in Hawaii and go swim every day, snorkeling every day. I'm tempted sometimes, but if I do that, I break the covenant with God because I promise Him that I will take care of this church. Amen. I need to keep my promise to Him, and if we keep that covenant with Him, He will keep the covenant. He say, "And my Spirit remains among you." If we keep the covenant, the Spirit of God will continue to work with us. He will not disappear. He will continue to speak to us, lead us, help us. Look at what happened to some people in the Bible that did not keep the covenant with God. This is a bad example that we should not follow. Judges fifteen fourteen, as he he means Samson approached Lehi, the Philistines came toward him shouting. The spirit of the Lord came upon him in power. Samson had a special anointing. The Holy Spirit came upon him, and he was so powerful physically. He could do a lot of great, mighty things in the battle. But what happened at the end of his life? He betrayed God. He did not keep the covenant with God. He committed adultery or fornication. He did not love God more than the woman. What happened at the end of his life in Judges chapter 16, verse 20? Then she called, "Samson, the Philistines are upon you." He awoke from his sleep and thought, "I will go out as before and shake myself free." But he did not know that the Lord has left him. The man was so powerful, but he was not loyal to God. He did not keep the covenant with God. Therefore, the spirit of the Lord left him, and he had no more anointing. Today, the Holy Spirit will not leave the believer who backslid. If I'm a pastor and I have been sinning in this church, I still have the Holy Spirit, but my anointing may start to be quenched, go down and down and down, and eventually, if I don't, I don't repent, God will get rid of me. By taking me out of this church, do you see my point? Because I lose that grace from God, I need to keep the covenant with God. Look at another man in the Bible that lost the anointing. First Samuel chapter fifteen verse eleven. I am grieved. This is what the Lord said to the prophet Samuel. I am grieved that I have made Saul king, because he had turned away from me. And had not carried out my instructions, Samuel was troubled, and he cried out to the Lord all that night. Samuel cried because the Lord told him that King Saul has broken the covenant with God. He did not obey God anymore. He walked away from the way of God, and God said, "I will take the anointing out of him." And King Saul. Was in trouble. Eventually, he was killed by the enemy. I don't want to end my life that way. I want to continue to walk in the anointing. And as I walk longer, getting older and older, maybe 200 years old, 110 years old, 120 years old, I expect to have more anointing at that time. I did not expect to have less less anointing, 
But the key is that I need to keep my heart connect to God in the covenant with God all the days of my life. Amen. How many people promise God that you're going to keep the covenant with God? The Bible is so clear. Okay, let me read another scripture. First Samuel sixteen fourteen. The Bible is so clear that in the world here, in the planet, there are two kind of spirit: the good Holy Spirit and evil spirits. And whether you know it or not, some spirit gonna work in you. This in the spiritual world. Either the Holy Spirit work fully in you, or evil spirit gonna work in you. Which one do you choose? I choose the Holy Spirit. Evil spirit are so real. Before I became a Christian, I live in Thailand, and I grew up in the condition called animism. Animism is not Buddhism. Buddhism is just philosophy. Animism means worshiping spirits. So when I was growing up. I was worshiping a lot of idols and spirits, small s, not the Holy Spirit, small spirits. So when I turned about fourteen, fifteen years old, I began to have a girlfriend named Da. She was, and she's still very beautiful. Oh, I tell you, when you try to date with someone beautiful in that street, you get into trouble. A lot of guys try to come and attack you because they want the same girl. So I have to do a few things to protect myself. Number one, I need to learn judo. So I went to learn judo, but I find out I'm too small. The other person will fall on me, and I will fell to the ground. Then I need to learn taekwondo in order to protect myself because my girlfriend is beautiful. <laughs> so I learned taekwondo until I got third degree black belt. So it means that don't come close to me; you can do trouble. I can kick you very fast. Boom, boom, boom. Similar to Bruce Lee, but it's not enough because taekwondo you can use only hand and feet. But if a person come with knife, come with gun, what you gonna do? So I have to seek supernatural power. What did I do? I sought evil spirit power. I went to a house where they call evil spirit in. I went there and I gave my life to that evil spirit. And they began to put spell on my body, my head, my back, and they pulled a knife out—big knife that people fight in the war. They cut the wood in front of me, and after they put the spell on my back, they hit my back, and my skin was not cut. They pulled a piece of big wood, hit my head. The wood broke, but my head has no even one cut. Supernatural power from evil spirit. I was walking with evil spirit for many years, but thank God, American missionaries shared the gospel with me, and I got saved. And I denounce all the, those evil spirit now, because I don't need the protection from evil spirit. The Holy Spirit can protect me. I make a choice 30 years ago to let go of evil spirit, even though they gave me power, but follow. Gracious, good Holy Spirit, Amen. And we need to make choice. Either we are filled with the Holy Spirit, or we are filled and tortured by evil spirits. Evil spirit come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. I chose God because God gave me life and give it more abundantly. 
I chose the Holy Spirit because I want life. Look at what happened to Saul when Saul betrayed God and the Holy Spirit left him. What happened? Now the Spirit of the Lord had departed from Saul and an evil spirit from the Lord tormented him. This doesn't mean that the God sent evil spirit to him. It means that because he opened the door, the Lord allowed it to happen. We have two groups of people in the world. If you read the scripture, you can find that two groups of the people in the world. One group is reigned by the Holy Spirit. Another group of people are reigned by evil spirit. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 to 2. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sin. It means before I became a Christian, I was dead in sins. I gave my life to evil spirit. In which you used to live when you follow the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air. The word the ruler of the kingdom of the air means the principality or the fallen angel. Not demons, not evil spirit. There are angels that fall away in sin that those angels will cover and control each city and each nation. The ruler of Japan, the ruler of Thailand, the ruler of America. Somebody told me that the ruler in Thailand is so strong in sexual immorality. One of the Christian sisters shared with me last week that two churches sent American missionary to Thailand, three or four people, and all of them backslid into sexual immorality. So strong over there. Ruler of the air. Ruler that controls sexual immorality in Thailand. That's why you cannot go to Thailand without the file of God. You need to go there with the power of the Holy Spirit because they're so strong. But the Bible continues to say, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. So if you don't choose God, what happened? Evil spirit and fallen angel control your life and they send evil spirit to destroy you, to kill you, to steal from you. And we come out from the kingdom of the world and come into the kingdom of God. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and kick evil spirit out of us. Before we became a Christian, evil spirit were working in us. We need to be filled with the fire and kick out all the evil spirit. Look at Matthew chapter 12, verses 43 to 45. When an evil spirit comes out of a man, it goes through dry places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it say, I will return to the house. So evil spirit, consider a person or a man or a woman that they stay at their house. I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself. And they go in and live there and the final condition of that man is worse than the first. That is how it will be with this wicked generation. This is the reason why we don't cast out demons from unbelievers or the people who don't want to repent and turn away from sin and believe in Jesus. If you cast demons out of them and they don't repent, filled with the Holy Spirit, seven times evil spirit will come back and destroy that person's life. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to have Jesus in our life as soon as possible. 
And we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit on a regular basis so that when evil spirits come and look at us, they have no room to come in. We need to give every room in our life, financial room, thoughts room, emotion rooms, financial sex room, everything in our life to the Holy Spirit. We surrender everything in our life to the Holy Spirit, even our eyes. If you turn on pornography in the internet, you are telling God that I'm not giving my eyes to you anymore. I'm giving my eyes to the devil. Then you open the door, even though the Holy Spirit is in another room of your life, you may pay tithe, 10%. Maybe financial room belongs to God. But your eyes room, your eyes compartment do not belong to God. You open the door to bad pornographic book. Then you open the room for evil spirit to come in. And he's going to try to come with a gang, a lot of evil spirit. That's why it's so important to live a holy life and be alert all the time not to open any room for the evil spirit to come in to kill you. If you don't know all these things, you are ignorant, you are destroyed unknowingly. I need to teach you the truth. It's like a doctor try to tell the patient, don't eat that poison. You're going to be killed. I'm a doctor, so I need to tell you what the poison is. Amen? I know this subject is not fun to hear. It's very serious. But we need to understand that you either choose the Holy Spirit or you choose evil spirit. Amen? Which one you choose? Amen. So tonight, don't run away. Come to the Holy Spirit. Get filled with the Holy Spirit. Chase out all the bad stuff out of your life. Amen? Let me read Romans chapter 8, verses 1 to 16. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. On account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. We learn about the Holy Spirit. Work with us. Be one with us. We learn that we need to make a covenant with God so that we will not walk away from the relationship with the Holy Spirit. And we will be protected. We will not be tortured by evil spirit. And now the Bible warns us again. Walk or those who walk according to the spirit. We have two choices all the time in our life. We're going to walk according to the spirit. Or we're going to walk according to the flesh. If we walk according to the spirit, what happened? We're going to flow in the law of the Holy Spirit. Let me explain to you. What does it mean, walk according to the Spirit, the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is love. So when people offend you, you choose flesh or spirit. I talked to a salesperson in a company. He's a Christian. The company did not treat him well. And I'm a major customer of this company, using a lot of product from the company. When the salesman quit the company, got another job, I just talked to this man yesterday. 
He said that you know by my flesh, my flesh, I want you to leave this company and join another company so that they will learn the lesson that without me they are in trouble. But then he stopped and said, "I cannot do that. I need to walk according to the Spirit. I cannot take revenge." I should not do that. I should let you make your own decision. I'm not going to manipulate you, talk you out of that company because that is the work of the flesh to revenge and to make the company in trouble. This man understand about walking according to the spirit, walking in love, not walking in revenge and hatred. The flesh tell us to hate, revenge, steal. Destroy people's reputation, take advantage of people. If we walk according to the flesh, we're going to follow the law of the flesh, the law of sin and death. You understand the law mean when you jump out of the building, what happened to the law of gravity? Go downhill, go to the floor, go to the ground. God put the universal law, the law of the spirit. Say if you walk with Him. You're gonna have full of prosperity, life, success, good health, long life, favor, good things. But the law of sin and death—if you walk according to the flesh—you're gonna follow the law of sin and death. You're gonna be sick, trouble, family breakdown, divorce, have problems and problems and problems. Will be will bring death to yourself. That's why the Bible warns us to. Walk according to the Spirit. How are we going to walk according to the Spirit if we don't even know the Holy Spirit? Now I try to get to the point. Why we have to teach about the Holy Spirit? Because Christians need to know the Holy Spirit so that you can walk with Him. You can hear His voice. You can know what He likes, what He doesn't like, what He desire, what He doesn't desire you to do, so that you will not get into trouble. So you will not just. Be a Christian who go to church, sing hallelujah, and then walk out and walk in the flesh. Sometimes I see Christian just sing hallelujah on Sunday and then walk out and yell at the wife and say cussing word out there on the door. I say, what is going on here? You just sing hallelujah to God, but walk out there, you walk in the flesh again. You don't walk according to the Spirit, and that's why their lives are in trouble because the law of sin and death start to work in their life. Whatever you do, you follow the law. The universal law has been set up by God. It will go on. Don't blame God, please. It's go on. You jump out of the building, the law of gravity will work. When you walk according to the flesh, the law of sin and death will work. But if you walk according to the Spirit, you know the Holy Spirit. You walk with Him. You know Him. You listen to Him. Then the law of the Spirit will give you life, prosperity, success. Amen. You will be the head. Not the tail. Verse ten say, "If Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness." Verse eleven. But if the spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ—he means the Holy Spirit—who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit. Who dwells in you? How many people want life? I want life. What we need to do? Know the Holy Spirit. Walk according to the Spirit. Follow the law of the Spirit. 
do not follow the law of sin and death and according to the flesh. Amen. How many people want to know the Holy Spirit more? I need to know the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit want to give us power, life, success, wisdom, directions. He give all the good things to us because He's a good Holy Spirit. That's why we need to know Him. How can you know a person? Why do I like the revival service? The reason I like the revival service because it's a time that Christians, either new believers or brand new members who come in who don't understand all these things, will learn and practice to be soaked in the Spirit of God. Spend time with the Holy Spirit. Why our church practice lay hand, touched by the Spirit. And people just spend either kneel down or lie down and let the Holy Spirit move with them. Why don't we don't hurry to pick people up? When we pray, people fall down. We pick people up and put in the chair. Why don't we do that? Because I know that the more you spend time with the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, marinated by the Holy Spirit, empowered and hugged by the Spirit of God in the revival service, the more you will know Him. The more you will be sensitive to Him outside the church. That's why I love to see members get touched by the Holy Spirit. Because the more they know Holy Spirit, the more they can walk according to the Spirit, the easier they can walk with the Holy Spirit. And they can understand how to hook up to the Holy Spirit because they have that personal relationship with the Holy Spirit on earth here. In revival meeting, we lay hand for the fire of the Holy Spirit to touch people. Some of you may be new. You come in and you just test the water and go deep a little bit. Ooh, scary. It's cold. And you come in to be prayed for. You kind of, hmm, what are you going to do to me? You feel like just put your foot in the Waikiki beach a little bit. Hmm, the water is cold. Some of you come five times already. You know that if you just jump into the Waikiki beach water. You're going to feel cold only two seconds, and then after that you swim. So you're not afraid of the Holy Spirit anymore. Amen. People come five times usually. It's easy. The first time kind of, oh, what's going on here? Because you are afraid of the Holy Spirit. But the more you get to be touched, to be filled, to be soaked, to be marinated by the Holy Spirit, the more you know Him, the more you change, the more power you have, the more you want Him. Because you know it's good. It's wonderful to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then on a daily basis, every day you walk on earth here, in, at your office, in the shopping mall, you can sense the Holy Spirit quicker. Because you have that relationship. You can stir the Holy Spirit on the inside of you quicker because you learn how to stir up the Holy Spirit in this room, in the midst of the believers who will not judge you, take your picture, put it on Facebook, see you like laughing and crying and put in the Facebook, they will not do that in this room. Okay? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Your hairstyle maybe go off. Hallelujah. John chapter 15, verse 26. When the counselor comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, who is the counselor? The Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testified about me. Not only that, you build relationship with the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit will help you to really know Jesus Christ. 
It's one thing about knowing about Jesus by reading the textbook called the Bible. It's about one thing about knowing the, whole, uh, the, the Lord Jesus because the preacher tell me. It's one thing about knowing about Jesus because I sing, Jesus loved me. But it's another thing when the Holy Spirit touch you, work in you to really, really know who Jesus is deep inside you. I know and I know my master. And I know what he likes. I know what he doesn't like. I have that intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Who help us to know Jesus? The Holy Spirit. That's why if the church run like a social club with nice coffee stand, nice program, nice this and that, without moving of the Holy Spirit, members going to come in, have all the hate knowledge, but they never really know Jesus that well. Their relationship with God will be very weak. But they come to church anyway because it's the right thing to do. We need the touch of the Holy Spirit. I'm preaching from my own experience, okay? I'm not preaching this from theory. I changed a lot since I was touched by the Holy Spirit since 1996, 1995, 1996. My knowledge of Jesus has grown a lot every year because the Holy Spirit touched me. Not only that, how can you sell the product that you don't know? How can you sell life insurance if you don't know life insurance product? How can you tell Jesus? How can you tell people about Jesus if you don't even know Jesus in yourself? Is that right? That's why you need to know Jesus intimately through the Holy Spirit so that when you share about Jesus with people, you share out of your life of knowing him. And when people heard it, not only did you share out of your conviction, your experiences, your really intimacy with Jesus, the Holy Spirit that speaks through your mouth will bring conviction and a convincing faith believer to the unbeliever and they can get saved easily. So be touched by the Holy Spirit will bring a lot of lost soul into the kingdom because the person that go out to share the gospel really know Jesus Christ and will speak with the power of the Holy Spirit to bring conviction to the unbeliever's soul. Amen? Micah chapter 3 verse 8. But as for me, I am filled with power, with the Spirit of the Lord, and with justice and might to declare. Everyone say, to declare. To Jacob his transgression and to Israel his sin. In other words, we apply to today's life. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to speak the gospel. To speak about the work of Jesus to non-believers. If you are so empty and you speak about God, people hear you and say, so what? But if the power is in you, you feel with the power of the Holy Spirit, when you speak about Jesus, people will be convicted and will be saved easily. Amen? Amen? I notice that since I have been in revival, in the fire, I get more so saved than the first 15 years of my Christian walk. People get saved easily because of the power of the Holy Spirit 
that come to my voice that people will be repenting as soon as possible. Amen. That's why King David say, and I will stop here and continue next time. Psalm fifty-one, eleven to twelve. Do not cast me from your presence, or take your Holy Spirit from me. Wow, King David really knew that it was so important to dwell in the presence of God and to have the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon him. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Whose salvation? God's salvation, and God's salvation gives us joy. And grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Thanks in this house. We need to be hungry for the Holy Spirit, like King David. We need to say, Holy Spirit, don't leave me. Come and fill me more. I want to be the Christian that you want me to be. I want to know Jesus more. I want to walk according to the Spirit. I want life. I don't want death. I want the Holy Spirit to touch me. And this happens when you are hungry for Him, when you ask Him, when you call upon Him, when you call and say, "God, I'm desperate. I need You. Come and touch me." I learned one thing from being a pastor for a long time: new believers are easy to be touched by the Holy Spirit than old believers. Amen. Why? Because new believers have no old teaching from the old churches that don't believe in the Holy Spirit. They don't have to unlearn the wrong stuff, the wrong doctrine. And because they grow up in a church that never seen the move of God, the move of the Holy Spirit, so when they come into this kind of meeting, they say, "Oh, what's going on here?" They have pulled the wall up right away and say, "No, no, 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 no. This is not typical Christianity. But actually, this is Christianity. Read the Book of Acts." Go back to read the book of Acts in the upper room. When the Holy Spirit come down, people laugh, people speak in tongue, people have loud voice. God touch people. The fire of God come down. Amen. This is the meeting like upper room today. Amen. Amen. But for the non, for the new brand new believers, like that's why I love to go to Thailand because all these brand new believers never heard of gospel. They never seen the church. They go to temple. When they come into the meeting, I begin to move the, in the Holy Spirit. They all touch right away. Boom, 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 boom. Because they open. They, they say, oh, this is good. I like it. They don't have this kind of attitude. What's going on? My previous pastor never did this. Who are you? Criticize right away. But they don't know the Bible. And they criticize what the Holy Spirit is doing. That's why it took a long time to break down all the religion and all the wrong teaching and doctrine out of all believers in the church before they really open to receive the Holy Spirit. We need to come to Him like a kid, like a children, and say, "God, you can do whatever you want in my life. You, I am hungry. I need you. Touch me, fill me, change me. And the more you do, the stronger. Increase." How many people like the word increase? Amen. I watch a lot of people in this church. At when they first came in many months ago, they received the Holy Spirit this much. And as years go by, months go by, they receive faster, stronger, because they are more sensitive. They learn how to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit in the meeting. So today, if you're new and you don't know how to hook up, 
Don't be discouraged. Just soak in the presence of God. Next time, you get more. Don't give up. The more, the better. Learn how to hook up. Learn how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the more, the better. It needs to practice. Everyone say practice. practice. You know practice means. Ten years ago, it took me one hour to open the skull to see the brain. But now I can open the skull and close the skull in one hour. Practice. Ten years experience. Put it back. Close it up. Bye-bye. I go out to meet my wife now. Fast. Why? Because last ten years, I did not open the skull enough. After ten years, about 1,000 skull. Boom, 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 boom. I don't need to think at all. Just everyone try to imagine how it happened. <laughs> open the skull. Practice. You need to practice the presence of God. Learn how to hook up. Learn how to receive. Learn how to yield. Learn how to ask. Learn how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Today, if the Holy Spirit touch you and you never speak in tongues before, I want to encourage you to open your mouth and speak in tongues. If you never speak before, open your mouth and speak. God will give you the tongues language. If God touch you and you feel like he wants to make you cry, just go ahead and cry. Don't resist God. You need to yield to him. He will work more when you yield. If I want to perform surgery on a patient and the patient keep putting the hand and push my hand away, don't touch me. I'm going to do something and come out. After a while, say, bye-bye. Whatever you want. But if the patient lie on the table and relax and have some sedation, propofol, some sedative, sleeping, and I cut, and they just lie down, let the surgeon do the job, then I will finish the job. So you need to yield. When God works in you, just yield. Don't fight. Don't resist God. And the more you yield, the more God is going to work in you more and more and more. And you're going to get blessed because the Holy Spirit comes only to give you good things. Amen? Hallelujah. In conclusion today, we need to know the Holy Spirit. We need to have relationship with the Holy Spirit. We need to walk with him as one. And we need to keep the covenant with God so that we can maintain that relationship, deny evil spirit, deny fallen angels, but follow God, Jehovah, and let the Holy Spirit fill you because he will give you life and you walk according to the Spirit every single day so that you can have life not walking according to the flesh. Amen? Then you can know Jesus more. You can witness more effectively. You can have power to save soul. Your mom, your dad who don't know God can come to salvation faster because you are filled with the Holy Spirit and you know Jesus. You can share about him from your personal experience, who he is. Amen? Amen. That's why the devil doesn't want pastor to talk about the Holy Spirit. The devil doesn't want the church to flow in the Holy Spirit because it would threaten him badly. But our church will continue to talk about the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit move. Amen? Amen. One time, many years ago, let me share a last thing. I was praying for people and a couple walk into the church and I know they are doctors. Both 
husband and wife are physicians. I began to lay hand on people. I saw them get out of the room. At that time, I have to make choice. From today on, I can stop laying on of hand and make all the guests happy, and they stay to pay tithe. Or I can lay hand and make some guests unhappy and walk out. I have to choose. I go back home and pray. I'm so tempted to stop laying on of hand on Sunday and in the meeting because it seems like I kill myself to get people out of the room if I want to be successful. And the Lord spoke to me, "Who are you?" I said, "I'm a shepherd." And God asked me this question: These people who join membership are under your direct care. What is your first priority? Them or the guests? And I said, "Hmm, I have first responsibility to my wife and my kids. The same thing. I have first responsibility to my own members." And then God asked me, "If you please the guests, but your member get cancer and die and have..." Divorce and problem and pornography and the kids go into drugs and all the problem because you don't lay hand and cast out demon out of them, and but try to please the guests. You think you sin against me or you're doing the right thing? I repented right away. I learned that God want me to take care of my members first. I can guarantee and I promise the member in this church: as long as you are here, I will do the best to protect you and get the Holy Spirit on you, and you will be protected. I don't want to have a big church that everyone fight and quarrel and carnality and pornography and divorce and problem in the church. I rather have a church that full of God's presence and people live a holy life. Amen. Amen. I'm responsible for the soul in this church. If the guests are wise enough, they stay because they know that it will be safe in this house if they stay here. Their kids are gonna be safe. Their wife going to be safe because the pastor is serious about protecting the members in the spirit of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How many people like to be in that kind of house that the Father protects you and want you to get the best without fearing some guests that come in, stranger come in and look and not happy with us, but guests who has wisdom. We see it that this church want to follow God. We are not playing God around here. We are not playing game around here. We want to be real to God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How many people are hungry tonight? How many people say I'm going to yield? The reason we took the chair out to pray for people so that you can have time to spend with the Holy Spirit. This is a reality of my life. When I first came into the revival, I get prayed for. I didn't feel anything, but I just yield, go down, and I start to pray. God, touch me. Five minutes later, I begin to get drunk, because sometimes God look at my heart that I'm serious or not. Am I serious for Him to touch me? Because if I'm not serious, I lie down for one second. Oh, I think I need coffee. Get up, <laughs> drink coffee. Coffee is more important than the presence of God. So God want to see that I really serious about being touched by Him or not, being filled by the Holy Spirit or not. Sometimes He kind of act like, okay, I'm g o i n g to see He's serious or not. You don't feel anything for a few minutes, but after you press in and press in and press in, God begin to move. It, he looks at your heart. He want to see how hungry you are. That's why we like the song, that like the woman with the issue of blood. 
That woman was so serious. She pushed people away. You know, in that generation, if people find out that she has bleeding from her womb, she's gonna be stoned. People who have that disease cannot come out in public. She take the risk of being stoned and get through the crowd to touch the garment of Jesus Christ because she's so hungry. She's so desperate to be touched by God. Amen. Are you desperate enough tonight? I'm desperate. 15 years ago, I was so desperate as a pastor that my life is so miserable. I know Jesus, but my life didn't go anywhere. That's why I ran to the fire of God and want to be touched by the fire of God. And now I'm happy that I did that. Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name.